everyone and a very warm welcome to Grow Your Own Weight, a podcast for anyone looking to reclaim the power of their own personal growth and be exactly who they want to be. I'm your host, Kevin Roberts, and I'm a coach, learning and development professional and growth geek who genuinely gets joy out of helping people become the best versions of themselves. Throughout this podcast, we aim to give everyone the belief there is no one right way to grow, and hopefully we will inspire and motivate people to forge their own paths and in turn live a life that is true to them. In today's episode, we explore what it means to defer happiness and what impact that can have on our lives. We're going to look at why so many of us do it so freely, and I'll also share some top tips that will hopefully help you to stop saying, I'll be happy when. So, if you're ready, let's get started. So to kick off this episode, I thought I would share where the inspiration came from, and this one's a little bit different to normal. Uh, so last week or so, I had a, a flashback to an old stand-up routine that I saw it would have been about 10 or so years ago by a comedian called Jim Jeffries. Uh, it was one of his early routines. He was just making a name for himself at the time. And he talked about how he uh, suffers with depression and how he chases happiness. Uh, he always said that uh, making people laugh made him happy. But then he thought he'd be happier if he got paid for it. Then being a headliner, then appearing at the Edinburgh Fringe Festival. And it went on and went on and it ended with him being miserable as he had not yet achieved his latest goal that he thought would make him happy, which I think was to be a movie star. Now the routine was all tongue in cheek, of course it was, and it makes people laugh. But 10 years on and I can still recall it as something that is applicable to to so many more people than we actually realise. And I think the reason that it's popped back into my head recently is because I'm hearing more and more people defer their happiness. Now, when I say that, I'm not sure if deferring happiness is an actual term, but it's a phrase that I use. And what I mean, it's when people use the phrase, I'll be happy when. Now, this is a phrase that is used scarily often. Um, you may have even said it yourself. Uh, sometimes it's used rather flippantly to, to describe short-term things, uh, like, oh, I'll be happy when the weekend is here, or I'll be happy when I complete this piece of work. Others use it maybe for bigger goals or bigger events, such as, I'll be happy when I get a new job, or I'll be happy when I get a new house, or when I'm married. And as you hear those statements, you may be thinking, well, what's wrong with saying that? That sounds fine. After all, it's positive to have goals, right? And as you can pretty much guess, I've had this conversation many a time with many people. And people, to an extent, are correct. Uh, It is positive to have goals. It's a great thing to set targets and strive to achieve them. But that's not what I'm talking about on today's episode. Instead, what I'd like to talk to you about is the impact of those I'll be happy when statements that we use so easily. Um, And just very quickly before we get started, just think to yourself, how often have you said stuff like that? When was the last time you said, I'll be happy when? Do you say it often? Do you hear it often? And the reason I want to talk about that phrase is because when you break it down, so that seemingly innocent phrase, break it down, when we say, I'll be happy when, what, what were you also saying? And I suppose a synonym of that phrase is, I won't be happy until... All of a sudden, let's say that again. When you defer your happiness, you're saying, I won't be happy until. Now, what do you think? Does it sound as innocent now? And um, When we put it into practice, if we say, for example, those who say, I'll be happy when it's the weekend. So at the same time, we're also saying, I am not happy during the week. And if we say that, we're saying pretty much that five out of seven days, we are not happy. Which means we are deferring happiness for 70% of our life. It sounds a bit weird, but if that's too flippant for you, then no worries. Think about a longer term goals that you set. Um, So I'll be happy when I get a new job. 
Okay, well, how long is that going to take? Are you just going to accept that I'm unhappy until I get that new job? And all of a sudden, the more you think about it and the more I thought about it, it, it begins just to sound a lot less innocent. But I suppose the, the real danger, the real reason why I wanted to kind of talk about it today is because I'm using these examples of deferring happiness as a one-off. But we don't tend to defer our happiness just the once. We get into a habit of doing it. We don't just say, I'll be happy when the weekend is here, just the once and never again. What happens is we have the nice weekend, uh, new week comes around, and then we defer our happiness once again. And we do it when we look at job roles, with relationships, where we live. It's far too easy to set these markers up about what happiness actually is. And then rather than be happy when we get there, we just move the goalposts. So great evidence of this uh, was research conducted uh, when they asked the question, how much money would you need to earn to truly be happy? So that was a question they asked, and you can answer that now. If, if I asked you that question, what number would pop in your head? And what the research showed is anyone who was asked that question that was earning 30,000 a year, they said that they would need an increase to 50,000 a year to be happy. Sounds very simple. You may agree with that. But by that logic, then, anyone who's earning 50,000 a year should be happy already. You should be happy with what they've got. But that's not what the research showed. When they asked people who are earning 50,000 uh, what they would need, they actually said they'd need 75,000. And this kept going. And those who went up to 100,000, if they were in 100,000 a year, they actually said that they would need 250,000 to be happy, to be truly happy. And when I heard that research, I was just blown away. I, I mean, it's not a bad thing to, to want more money. I would happily take some extra cash. However, the, the fact that people are saying they need more money to be happy, and then they keep saying it and keep saying it, and we're not just talking about low-level income here. We're talking about across the board. People are continuously chasing this next level of, of earnings that they are saying they need that to be happy. And then, like I say, this has all been swimming around in my head. Um, and then when you add in the, the current restrictions in, in the country... Um, we've got uh, tears all over the place. We've got lockdowns. It's it's becoming so easy for people to say, yeah, I'll be happy when I get out of this restriction. I'll be happy when the lockdown's over. And it's it's just really, really raised up within me to think, you know, I, I, I kind of really want to say some thoughts um, and hopefully some of them land um, and you can kind of walk away with, with some new tips. So when I started to think about this, I tried to answer the question, why do we defer our happiness? Why do we say, I'll be happy when? And I'm not a psychologist, so I am sure my ideas will be so much more, more basic than research papers will say. But the more I look into it, I, I think I, I've identified a core reason that this happens. And it's for me, it's because the whole concept of growth or progression, development, life, goal setting, it's almost like the purpose has been hijacked and turned into something that it's not. So whenever I talk about growth, I, I talk about it being a journey. Uh, it's a wonderful time for self-discovery, learning new things, learning about yourself, becoming more self-aware, more present. However, over time, uh, people have kind of seemingly shifted that definition to think that growth is actually a destination. It's an end goal. Now, I say it a lot, I will always say growth is a journey, not a destination. And I know that that sounds like one of those inspirational posters that you tend to see, but it's something that I truly believe. And I, I try to find stories of how of uh, kind to prove this way of thinking. And I've heard stories of people who have climbed Mount Everest and all they wanted to do was just get to the top. That was their goal. They were so focused on getting to the top. And when they got there, they just felt underwhelmed. So, well, I've achieved it now. It's like, well, it's, it's not as good as I thought it would be. 
And then you compare that to people who climbed Mount Everest and appreciated the journey. They acknowledged that they were on a difficult journey and they appreciated every single moment of the way. They recognized the work they were doing, how their body was feeling, every sight and every time they got to the next level. And when you hear these people talk about the stories, when they get to the top, it is everything they thought it would be because it's not just about the summit. It was about the entire process. Um, I've seen it in people's careers. Some people just say, yes, I'm I'm so committed to getting this one specific role. Um, And then they get it, which is grand. But once they've got it, they're either maybe they don't really want it because they haven't done the research or even worse, they're unprepared where they haven't realized it's a journey. Then there's learning to do on the road and they need new skills. They've just rushed it. And it's like at times they can feel just a touch underprepared, which if you compare that to careers where people acknowledge it's a journey, when we listen to people who have had really successful journeys, they, they talk to us about that. They say, yes, I, I worked hard. I did the, I put in the extra mile. And they tend to discover something about themselves every single day. And because they do that, they can find the role that is right for them. And chances are that they normally get it. And, and, and maybe one of these stories resonates with you. Maybe they don't. Uh, maybe you have your own examples. But what I kind of hope resonates is the link between deferring happiness... So people saying, I'll be happy when, and this misinterpretation of of growth, this destination-focused perception of growth. And I hope you can kind of see those links, because when you treat growth or happiness or life as a journey, you begin to realise that you don't have to say, I'll be happy when. Instead, what you do is you take control, and you actually have happiness in your life straight away. Yes, you'll still work towards goals. Yes, there'll be things you want to achieve, but you're not pinning your happiness on that. And that's something that I'd really, really kind of want people to to, to take from today. Um, if, if you're bought into that, if you agree with what I'm saying, if you say, yes, Kevin, that is amazing. Um, you may even be asking or, or maybe even shouting at me, how do we do that? And you know what? That's a great question. And maybe this is this is the crux of today. This is the part I kind of wanted to really share my thoughts on. But before I do, I just want to kind of caveat all of my thoughts by speaking to those whose life situations are maybe a bit more tougher than usual. I mean, we all go through fits and spurts of, of positivity on our life. Um, and especially so now with all the recent announcements, it can feel like we are we are losing control of being able to be happy. And, and that's the kind of part I want to address. And I know that we're in difficult situations. But my message to you and, and to everyone, I suppose, is this one one message, please take this away, that your current situation is not your end destination. Everything that is happening right now is not an ending. It's a journey. Remember that. Every journey has bumps along the way. And that's a core part. Just remember, no matter what you're going through, if you see life as a journey rather than an end goal than a destination, whatever you are going through right now, you know that there is a way through it. So that's a very important message for everyone. I hope I hope you listen to that. I hope you really, really hear that. Um, but what I'll do to, to kind of the, the second half of this is I'll just kind of share four top tips. And hopefully these are great tips that help you stop deferring happiness. And you can use them at any point of your life. If you want to implement all four of them now, great. If you just want to pick one and focus on that, that's great too. So my first tip is to try and spend more time in the present. Now, our brains are remarkable things. They really are. But at times they can work against us and it's far too easy for us to think in the past or worry about the future. Uh, Should I have acted that way or what's going to happen in six months time? Now, whilst we learn from experiences, absolutely I agree with that. We can't change the past. And whilst we can plan for the future, it can't be predicted. 
So the only thing that we actually truly have control over is the present moment, the here and now. And that's where I kind of encourage you to spend more time. Now, how you do that is, is completely up to you. There, there are lots of different ways that people do that. I'll share the, the top ones with you. Um, I, I think I, I personally believe that the best way to do that is meditation. And if I say meditation to you and you you kind of dismiss me, um, which happens a lot. Some people think maybe it's still a bit too hippy dippy, I think is a phrase I, I've heard. Um, I, I just wanted to consider this. If I were to say, well, actually, there is a smoothie for you that you could drink every day. And this smoothie will make you calmer. Uh, it will reduce stress. It will reduce anxiety. Uh, it could even make you a bit happier and a bit more self-aware and a bit more confident. And on top of that, it's natural. If I started to market that, I'm fairly confident I'd be a billionaire quite quickly. But that's meditation. That smoothie is just meditation. What I've just described there is a natural thing that you can do every day that has all of those benefits. So if you are already meditating, wonderful, keep going. Um, if it is something you're unsure about, then explore it. I, I will always recommend it enough. Um, if if you find it hard, then that's not, that's not new. Uh, a lot of people struggle with it at first. So it does take a bit of getting used to. So if you've tried it before and it didn't work, please give it another go um, and just dedicate time to it every single day. However, if, if that's not for you, if you don't want to do that, I've got some other ways. So uh, I, I heard a story of someone who practices mindful eating. And what they do is whenever they have a meal, they just turn everything off. Uh, there's no TV, there's no radio, and they just enjoy their food. They're, they're present. They're not thinking of anything. They're, they're literally thinking of every flavor, the textures in their mouths, and they just really enjoy every bite. And what they do is they tell me this is the most amazing meal they've had, and they just had beans on toast. But it's because they were in that moment and they were present, they spent time in the here and now. One other part that I like to do is I like doing it on walks. So yet again, if you think about a walk, if you think about it as a, just a goal, I'm going to walk 5k, get to the end and that's it. You won't enjoy it. You won't be present on the moment. Whereas if you go for a walk and then stop to look around you, pay attention to the sights, the sounds, what do you notice? Um, feel how your body feels or, or the wind on your skin um, there's one dog walk that I absolutely love and at a certain point I, it kind of gets to a hill and I just stand there and close my eyes um, sometimes I can hear this, the, the sounds of nature a lot of the time I'll just get a gust of wind and it's more like the wind that I felt the entire journey but because I take that moment to be present I can just take it all in and whether it lasts for five seconds, five minutes, five hours, whatever it is, but every little moment you get time to spend in the present, all of those moments really, really do add up. Uh, my second tip is one that I've, I've mentioned a few times on my podcast now, so I hope people don't get bored with it, but it's all about practicing gratitude. We defer happiness because we're too, we're too focused on what's to come, what's in the future. Whereas gratitude allows you to focus on what you have right here, right now. Um, and when I talk about gratitude, it, it doesn't have to be this big event. It can be something as big or as small. A couple of my recent ones, uh, I was grateful for my health in the, in, in the current situation. But I was also grateful for our new toasty maker that we have because I had a cheese toasty for the first time in years. And it was amazing. Um, completely different, but both equally important. So my advice is always just set time aside every day just to list things you're grateful. I always say list three. Um, it's a good number to go for. If you want to do less, you want to do more, brilliant. I tend to do mine near the end of the day as, as it allows me to reflect on the day gone by. But if you want to do it earlier, then of course do that. Um, I also share it with friends. I, I love telling people my gratefuls and I love hearing them. And it just kind of really keeps you focused. Look at everything that we have. Um, if you've never done this before, try it. For the next seven days, just list three things that you are grateful for. 
because what you'll have in seven days time is you'll have 21 reasons that you get to be happy right now. And that, that's pretty cool. So why not give it a go as well uh, and just see what happens. Uh, my third tip is just to accept that you're on a journey. Um, it, it, it can be hard, but once we kind of realize actually, yes, this is a path we are walking, then we don't get caught up with the destinations. We just see little, little, see little things in the road little stops. If this is something you struggle to visualize, I'll share an exercise that my mentor did with me. Um, it was about a year or so ago. Uh, and she literally asked me to draw a roadmap of my career. Um, so where I started out with 16 years old all the way through to today. And previously I found it quite easy just to talk about the jobs I had. So yeah, these are the, I did that there and did that there. But by actually scribbling it out, I was asked what skills did I get at every stop? What happened in that building that, that helped me today? What did I learn there? And all of a sudden, I began to think of my career as, as this journey. It wasn't just uh, going to hit that goal, hit that goal, achieve this. It was, look how much I've grown every day. I've always learned something new. And it kind of really, really motivated me just to say, yes, I'm, I'm on this journey. I am so excited to see what comes next. I know there's goals on the horizon. I'm not set on that because once that goal is achieved, my journey is just going to carry on. And that's what kind of really inspires me for growth. So whenever you maybe hit a, a stumble in the road, uh, if you have a life situation, just remember, accept that this is a journey and there's going to be ups, there's going to be downs, there's going to be goals. But once you kind of acknowledge that, it stops you focusing on that end goal, that destination and enjoy the ride. And my fourth and final tip is to look for ways to be happy right now don't wait for permission don't say i'll be happy when you'll, you'll have something to be happy for today um, and this literally could be anything think of something right now that makes you happy uh read a book write a book watch a film um listen to an album cook something eat uh pick up the phone send a text you name it there are so many things that you can do just give you those little hits of dopamine those little bits of joy every single day and i know i've said this on a previous episode but every day may not be good but there is good in every day. So find it, seek it, embrace it. And when you do that every day, and when you pair that up with gratitudes, you will just find there are so many things to be positive for. You will find that your journey just becomes so much more enjoyable. And yes, it's still okay to have goals, but you're not limiting your happiness on those. You are finding a reason to be happy. You're finding something to do every single day that you enjoy. So there we go. So there's my four top tips for you um, to help you stop deferring happiness. And I just want to leave you with just, just one final thought. And it's almost the reminder that if you see growth or happiness or life as a destination, you are always going to be chasing. Um, those end goals, they will move. They will change. Don't gamble your happiness on only achieving them. Because if you see your growth or your happiness or your life as a journey, you'll always be sure that you're on the right path and you're exactly where you need to be. Yes, you will achieve goals along the way. Um, some will move, some will get harder, some will appear, some will disappear. But when you are on that journey, and this is really important, when you are on that journey, you are free. You are not restricted by those end goals. You, you can see the entire horizon, not just one event. So you are free to enjoy your journey. You are free to be happy. You are free to grow and you are free to embrace every single step of the way so that brings us to the end of today's episode uh, i hope you managed to take something from it uh, i know when i talk about this sometimes with, with clients it can face a bit of resistance 
but please, just, just any of the tips that, that resonate with you, please give them a try. Uh, as someone who spent part of his own life deferring happiness, I know the impact that these tips can have and I know how freeing it is to enjoy the journey that you're on. So please, please feel free to give them a go. Once again, I've been hearing some amazing comments about the podcast. uh, So thank you for those. Uh, And if you have any thoughts or if there are any topics that you'd like me to cover in the future, just find me on LinkedIn and send me a message. Uh, It'll be great if you could help make the podcast easier to find for others uh, just by taking some time to rate the show. So just press the stars on your podcast host of choice. But for now, I just once again like to say thank you so much for listening. Uh, It's always amazing to see so many people listening. I am truly honoured each and every time. Uh, But for now, I will say I hope that you all stay safe and well and I will speak to you on the next episode of Grow Your Own Way. Goodbye.